Does the devil exist? If so, what's he like? We discuss this and more with special guest Luis Giovino on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, unironic, ironic devil's advocate. And with me, as always, is my devilishly dependable co-host, Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and, um, uh, well, we're waiting. Man, you've, you've had a whole, like, you've had three whole days to like, figure out. This is rough. Uh, <laughs> and a person who really hates the Dalek. Cool, cool. That's, you're, you're going to offend a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I know, I feel like. You're so. sticking out of the way. Yeah. Okay. All right. And with us again is a very special guest. He has an MA from Franciscan University, a Master's of Divinity from St. Joseph Seminary, and a Bachelor of Sacred Theology from Angelicum. He is Angelicum. Angelicum. Is that what I said? Angelicum. Okay. And he is a managing director at Carmel, a communications and consult- communications. Car- Carmel Communications, a consulting agency that specializes in connecting content creators with faith-based audiences. Is that correct? Yes. Cool. I got it. Yes. I am the manager. Yes. The manager. Not, not a, a. Not a. The, the manager. Just like there's not a dad. That's why I have there's a the dad. No, there are a lot of dads. Okay. Oh, anyway, we'll, we'll, get into we'll get into that. Yes. <laughs> um, and for some reason, I'm a theological expert. Hey, yeah, we're getting to that. Yes. He is a film producer and talent manager here in New York City. And most importantly, as we indicated, he is the unofficial official senior fellow for history and theology at the Overthinkers. Oh, you can put that on your resume. Yes. Well, I just found this out. Yes. <laughs> and I have not gotten any check. We've decided. That's the unofficial part. That's the unofficial part. That's why I Exactly. Yes. Uh, he is the luminous, the lovable, the loquacious Louis Giovino. Lou. Welcome back to the show. Who do I I talk to this or you? Them. You talk talk to our audience and and the microphone that we have here. Yes, my fridge. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, we are clearly having a good time. And if you enjoy this episode and want to support us, engage more, Nathan, how can they do that? Well, they can head to the overthinkersjournal.com. They can find out more about their hosts. They can send us their hate mail and their love mail. We have some good uh, posts coming up about interesting subjects. And we're going to be putting a live event on there pretty soon. It's going to be happening in November. Um, we're going to have overthinkers gathering in one place. And so please check the website, theoverthinkersfilm.com, uh, for a, a chance and a, an opportunity to be with other overthinkers live in the space. And you can also connect with other overthinkers just like yourself who are interested in all these subjects on the Overthinkers Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, a private group, actually. We have memes, we have posts, we have discussions. It's a really fun time. And now there's over a thousand of us there, so crazy. which is amazing. And we have so much fun. We would love you to join. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving us a, a, a review. It really does help us so much. And share with a friend. Awesome. Cool. So we are ready to get started. Let's do it. Yes. Cool. We are starting our over spookers uh, October uh, for spooky uh, spooky subjects. We have not discussed the title of this. <laughs> not discussed the title of this, obviously. And we have not come to a conclusion <laughs> no, of where we're going to go with that. Yes. Um, well, yes, we have. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, today, we are asking if the devil is real. So the devil or Satan or Lucifer uh, is the most well-known villain in all of history, religion, and fiction. One of 
God's greatest angels, who was ultimately led a rebellion against God in heaven and was cast out by God, the ruler of hell, and now spends his days getting revenge against God by tempting humanity evil, is historically a central figure in Christianity, is either a central character or protagonist of epic poems like Paradise Lost, films like The Devil's Advocate or Bedazzled, Marvel DC Comics, known as Mephisto and Satanist, respectively, and most recently the protagonist of the incredibly popular Netflix show Lucifer. For those who are not believers, he is not a real being, but simply a useful way to represent ultimate evil. But even for believers, his existence remains controversial. According to Barna Research Group, four out of 10 American Christians, 40%, strongly agreed with this statement that Satan is not a living being, but is a symbol of evil. An additional two out of 10 American Christians, 19%, said that they somewhat agree with that perspective. Lou, do you believe that the devil is real? If so, why is he so controversial even among Christians? But everything's controversial. <laughs> and, and if anyone's going to be controversial, it's going to be the devil, right? <laughs> so that's, so, that is fair. Well, yeah. I mean, well, again, I'm Catholic. And according to dogma and our belief, he is real. He's a fallen angel. So he's, a, he's an intellectual being as much as any of the other angels, as much as any of us, too. There's, a few years ago, there was uh, someone in particular who uh, a, a prominent Catholic priest who said the devil's not a person and that started the whole thing because he is mm. a person. Um, and for controversy, I mean, it would be anything else. I, I mean, you say it's controversial, um, but anything else, everything's controversial. I mean, you know, so, so, but within the teaching of the church, um, he is real. Devils are real. Evil is real. I mean, he in a way does personify, personify evil. Uh, so they, I mean, but he signifies evil in a person. But you, you know, so the church, the, this is what's controversial in that he hasn't been mentioned in a long time. So, especially within the Catholic Church. So, it was actually when Pope Francis used to talk about him, it was noted that uh, Benedict and, and uh, uh, John Paul never really referred to the devil. So, hmm, okay. it's actually, you don't hear him come up much. So, so my, my curious is, so the, that's what the church teaching is. That's what Catholic official church teaching yes. is. So, where do they pull that from? Uh, from the Bible, Jesus. So, okay, I mean, Jesus, I mean, give, so, us, give us a little bit of the context about, so there's, we kind of know bits and pieces, and by we, I mean a lot of us, of this this myth, but I don't think a lot so, of people know the story behind this figure we call Lucifer. So clearly there's an understanding of evil from the book of Genesis, and that's the serpent. So, okay. But there's no reference to Satan or the or devil or the devil at that point. Although those are English words, uh, the transliteration, Satan's transliteration. So, but by the time you get to Job, there's the character of Satan, and there's there's use of the word later on uh, uh, in in uh, after after the the patriarchs and after uh, the time of uh, uh, Israel's kingdom, there is an understanding of an adversary, and someone who accuses. That's okay. what Satan. Oh okay. yeah, spiritual adversary. Yeah, so Satan became in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew Bible the adversary. So personified in Job, where you have Satan comes in with everyone and he accuses Job. So the um and in fact the English word devil also means slanderer. Diablos comes from it comes from the Greek diablos. So but Satan was the Hebrew word that went into Greek and went into gotcha. So interesting. but the t- he is fully spoken about in New Testament as a person, really where he gets talked about. So, Not an ideological yes, understanding by, by Jesus. Okay, uh, uh, where he said, "You." Are, when he talked to the Pharisees, he says, "You are your father, the devil." 
and you will and wills to your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. He also talked about seeing Satan fall from heaven, which is meaning probably being the son of God, he saw Satan fall from heaven. He also found one of his favorite disciples Satan, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Peter get behind me, Satan, because he was accused. He was he was trying, you were trying to tempt me away. But he's also tempted by Satan. So, so temptations in the in the desert. So that's the that's the thing is that there's a lot of a lot of people sort of you know argue that a lot of the features of the Bible where they talk about the devil or Satan, Lucifer, are poetic examples. Well, and I want to speak to when Satan comes to him. Okay, so that particular instance. Let me speak to that real quick, okay, yeah. because there is a popular understanding, and I saw it reflected in the show Daredevil, interestingly enough, which is actually a show that revolves around Catholicism, and the place this was actually talked about was by a priest, and the main character says, do you think there's a devil? And the priest replies with, I've seen the devil in evil men, I've seen the devil in the heart of someone who hurts someone else, you know, those kind of things. And that was, it, it was a good picture of the idea that a lot of people have, that Satan isn't this, this actual being, he is the kind of uh, a fantasical concept or metaphor for the all of human evil and sin all in one place. Um, so it's, it's interesting to think about that because I think when we look at the Bible for many, many years, we look at it and we've only seen it in this one, we've read it as one way when actually scripture is made up of all these different poetry and myth and history and all these different ways to read it. And so I think that that people can look at the Bible and go, and, and I'm one of them. I think there's actually some interesting ways to look at it here and look and say, all right, in the way that Jesus uses myth and the way that God uses myth and figure and metaphor all throughout scripture, could the devil actually be a, a metaphor for human sin, for our own rebellion? Is when he talks about these great, you know, in Revelation, we have the devil is thrown in this and this and all that. Could that be a metaphor for our sin, for our rebellion? And he's using this beautiful, fantasical, almost mythical picture to paint the reality of our brokenness and use Satan as his metaphorical figure. Thanks, Satan. Uh, it's Satine, actually. Got it. So when Jesus is tempted in the desert, he's on the pinnacle of the temple, and he says, throw it. Does the metaphor say to him, throw yourself down? Or when, does the metaphor say to Jesus, bow down and worship me, this metaphor? It could have been a literary device. Oh, so it could have been Jesus kind of made up. But, well, no, what it could have been. And when the and, he, and then when Satan leaves and Luke, he says he waited for another time. So but, the metaphor waited for another but time. But let's look at the Jesus' temptations, right? And I was playing devil's advocate. No pun intended, <laughs> devil's advocate. You're literally advocating for the devil, like Satan is right there. Pun very much. Um, but you see, what if, you know, when it's describing Jesus' temptations, it's the temptation towards that human metaphor of sin. Yeah, I know. But when Judas leaves in the night and John says, and Satan entered in him, so the metaphor entered into him. Well, I don't think it's a metaphor. It could be, and the sin nature entered into him. So uh, as a Catholic, the church reflects on all of that and says, this is the belief of the church. So the things like Lucifer and all that, those are kind of, there's a lot of apocrypha Jewish writing that also gives the devil closer to what the, and that's not accepted. But Lucifer comes from one one thing that's in uh, uh, Isaiah, and that got extrapolated to mean he was the original angel and he fell and all that jazz. So a lot of that, there's a lot of legends and a lot of stories that even Job is uh, by a lot of scholars' metrics, a mythical story, but, but it's still story. talking about an idea of the adversary who accuses. So, but the thing is, that, so the church teaching would be there were angels created by God. But, but see, the important part of that 
in saying it's not just that we have a nice fantasical story is that he's not a, it's not a dualist dualistic world sure. where there's a good and a bad and the bad is personified by a, an, a, an alternate Yahweh or an alternate God who is as powerful as that yes. Yahweh. So that's something Which I want to get into. Tons of religions and right. tons of heresies. So the, he is a created creature, an angel, which is a mystery. The Catechism even says it's a mystery why evil is like that. A created creature who was given a choice and turned away from God, which is a, an eternal choice with all the other uh, angels and becomes the adversary to God, but will lose and will, uh, is the one. So, so that, that's something I'll want to develop a little bit more um, soon because it's like talking about, OK, you know, what are sort of the if, if you know, the devil is real, what is he like? Um, versus a lot of the other mythical stuff. But I want to just dig a little bit deeper. How do we differentiate? Um, because this is something that's really important in the Bible, because it's true. The Bible does have poetry in it, as well as history, as well as allegories, there are things like that. And so the trick is discerning when something is, uh, when something is being, like again, like, you know, song songs. It's like, okay, there's using a lot of poetic imagery to describe a love story, you know, yeah. there's, there's things like that. And so it's, it's not inconceivable in certain instances that, you know, again, because he uses, Jesus does use, when he's talking to Peter, he uses a metaphorical device to refer to him when he first get behind and say, he's using how you say, yes. And so you say, yes. And so, the, so what are the, how do we, how do we differentiate when we look at something like that? how something say no this is definitely not being used as a literary device well i mean there's there's i mean there there's modern historical critical methods used on scripture but it was always a traditional not the official way but it's a traditional way of looking at bible this literal sense the topological topological sense there's the eschatological sense which is what it has to do for the future and the moral sense of something so so if we don't do different layers and all that stuff but you know when jesus is casting out demons who are screaming at him you're the son of god that's not, that's, that's pretty literal in the, you know, you know, sickness was seen as something coming from an evil spirit. So you, but could that be, now I, I'm just, again, playing devil advocate. I've heard that explained in a way where those are, again, were metaphors for the human sin and brokenness that could be, um, so that's yelled out, it, that confessed him. How did they have, how did the human sin and brokenness have the knowledge that he was the son of God? That could be metaphor for mental illness, schizophrenia, that could be sickness. And they didn't have a way to describe or talk about this other than the brokenness and sin of man is in this person. And so you look at scripture and you do see that there is a way to see it in a way that the devil and Satan, or even when he, when he referred to Peter, get behind me, Satan, do we think that Peter, the, the, rock, the rock of the church, is Satan? Or was he saying, get behind me, like you just said, temptation. He's literally using... The word Satan, you're acting like Satan, is what he said. You're trying to tempt well, that's one way to read it. Or he could have said to get behind me. But in the exorcism, it wasn't the mental illness. The devils confessed him. They said, you are the Christ. You are the son of God. What do you want? He says, Jesus, the son of David. Other humans didn't have that knowledge. Peter gets it. When he gets it, he says, you did not come up with this. My father in heaven gave this to you. So they were supernatural beings. The activity, it's usually explained that the, the, the supernatural activity was crazy because Jesus was there. And they were screaming, it's up. We got to get out of here. You know, and they confessed him. And you would say, be quiet. So the, 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 um, the reason I find that persuasive that, the, that is something that um, Nikki Gumbel said, who is, uh, ran Alpha Talks, which is a sort of an, an Anglican tradition to um, 
to try to reintroduce uh, British people to Christianity and then get, got transplanted over to America. And one of the things he talked about there is that at the time, the idea of demons was a controversial thing. Hmm. And, you know, so because we can look back and say, well, demons was just something that everybody kind of accepted a way everybody talked. The thing is, it's not how everybody talked. You know, they're the, just like the resurrection of dead was a controversial yeah. idea. Um, the idea of devils and other spirits was a controversial idea. So there is a sense in which by using that language, the Bible, the New Testament, and using it, you know, in a, in a context, in a context of, of reality, of reality that it is making a, a taking a stand on in a theological, cultural, um, what would you call it, uh, a controversy. So that is part the, the part for me that's most persuasive that really is trying to say, no, this is demons. It's not a metaphor for mental illness or some other kind of thing. Now, I want to move yes. in, in a slightly different direction. Please. And, and one real quick, a uh, friend of the show, Kristen Sprinkle, I actually sent years ago, sent him a letter after I saw the, the Daredevil episode and he kind of got some traction. I want to know his thoughts on it. Preston Sprinkle tends to agree with you that Satan, according to the Bible, how it's written, the context it's written, is a actual figure. Um, so that's, it's interesting. I, I feel that a lot of the people who know a lot about scripture um, tend towards, you know, Satan's real, and the people who know less about scripture tend towards the metaphorical idea. Um, but where I want to turn now yes. a little bit is, so let's go ahead and assume uh, just for the sake of argument, the devil is real. So we yeah. talked about the metaphorical aspect. Let's go ahead and assume the devil is a real person. Satan is a real person. I have questions, if I'm going to accept that, as the dead left it here. Um, <laughs> what is Satan like? What are his powers? What is his motivation? And where did he come from? And one of those things is, I, you know, you, you hear Christians talk a lot about, oh, Satan's tempting you. And the amount of Christians I've heard say that leads me to believe that Satan has godlike powers and is omnipresent. And so I'm kind of going, well, did he? Is he there? So I want to know what are the aspects of the biblical aspects yeah. of Satan? The people who take it seriously and have studied it as he's somebody who's real. Right. What is it that the people who actually believe he's real believe he's like rather than just mythological yeah. stuff that like we've attached to? Are you asking? Yes. yes. Okay. So once again, the Catholic is going to keep quoting scripture. Do it, guys. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> First John, he admits sin is of the devil. So the devil has sinned from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. St. Paul says it constantly. He led the cosmic powers on a, a victory parade. Uh, uh, he talks about he destroyed the powers of this world, the spirits of the air, which is mm -hmm. the, what, what, the idea of the, of the Hebrew cosmology. And St. Paul says we do not contend with flesh and blood, but the world, uh, maybe I'm confusing things, the world, the flesh. And the devil. No, we don't compete with flesh and blood, but principalities, or something like that. Right. But he talks about we, the, our enemies of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Sure. And so, what's the devil like? That one has, because again, growing up Catholic, they didn't talk about the devil okay. ever. Sure. So it was kind what of why? It, for everything you guys are saying. It's not, it's not it's great. Metaphor, it doesn't look mark, it doesn't look modern. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But, well, listen, uh, maybe I gotta drop this bomb uh, at a certain point, but. Um, uh, you want to talk about the nature of the devil, uh, what's he like, but but what you did say is that he has to be put into context. Like you said, he is seen as a anti-God, the dark, sure. you know. And remember also, what did you say from Revelation? Is, is the Antichrist Satan? No. 
It's not, it's not. Even the beast isn't Satan in Revelation. Interesting. Satan is Satan. He gets thrown out of heaven. By so Michael. a lot of the aspects we have about Satan are conflated by these verses. Yeah, yeah. Well, even like the serpent, the Satan isn't in the garden. The serpent tempts Eve. And so what okay. is Satan like? What's it like? <laughs> Open the window. Look out the look out the look out the door. That's not that's not that's like, But I mean, I mean, you can see what uh, is the omnipresent. So any kind of an understanding of it again, it's not you're not going to get chapter and verse. This is what he does. He does this. He does that. But it's an idea that there is a personification of evil that tempts men to go away from God. Why? So because that's his nature. And that's all he is, and his time is short. Interesting. And he doesn't have much. So he was. So he, so he was an angel, or a, a oh yeah, give a little a, a little history. Like what? What? Where does it come from? So, Second Peter: For God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of deepest darkness to be kept until the judgment. I mean, you're not going to get spared either. But again, the dogma is that that God created everything good and all the angels, and some of them fell. The chief of them being usually referred to as Lucifer. Uh, but again, that's kind of a legends. And where does the Satan was beautiful come from? That's also that's kind of paradise lost ish. So a lot of things from Dante, and yeah, there's a lot of literary stuff. So the, the things that are 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 for people. Well, well, well Saint Paul, uh, you know, uh, uh, the devil quotes scripture. I mean, Saint Paul talks about the devil all the time. He see, he seeks to and fro. Yeah, to and the, the idea that he's, he's beautiful, and even an angel of light comes preaching something else. You know, but where it gets a little tricky is that's the devil. Okay, sure, about sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, he's out there and he's dealing, you gotta deal with him, you know, deliver us from evil. So, I mean, it was more like a general telling demons to go do stuff. In a way, yes, yes, actually that's the 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 exorcists see it that, that this isn't doctrine, but there's a hierarchy. Sure. So there's angels, the hierarchy of angels, and there's angels that guard us, and then there's the archangels, and then but then there's the uh, ones who protect countries and the same thing huh. with the demons is if they're trying to get into someone they need a higher authority to go after them that's why when the priests go after them their authority kicks them out okay so so, so yeah, yeah there is an army type idea of it but i mean you can see it in your own lives i mean the, even the metaphor of the angel and the devil there's a reason that's there because you know you want it. I why do I do what I want to do when I don't? I mean, we're already in a fallen world. We already have concupiscence. We already tend towards sin. We don't even need the devil in a lot of ways, you know. But he's there too, you know. I mean, so I, I like there's something you said that that was really that was really interesting. I would push on a little bit that. He that there, we know that so that the teaching is that he's there and he exists, he's active. Yes, but it gets really tricky when you try to say that. Well, I know that this instance, yeah, is and that's where you got to be careful. And, and I think Christians your prayers. Okay, and, and Christians tend to want to throw that around because I think yeah, if you talk about this ultimate beast who is you know looks like the Balrog, and you say oh the Balrog Satan had something to do with that, it adds death and weight to whatever you're saying you had to do when a lot of times maybe it's just human sin and proclivity towards it mine or it's and it's him but you can't don't give him the power that he's given he's given too much power which right. is the reason of him being a created being is to put him in the cosmos in the christian cosmology is god is the ultimate authority right and he is the one who wins yeah, so there's no yeah. there's no dualism there's yeah, no so, equal power for right. god yeah, okay. avoid it saying well that's the devil and in fact you 
never would hear that. When I would hear it, it would like make you stand up a little because no one ever talked like that. Because this kind of presupposed that he's there, but we're not going to run around and say that's the devil. Okay. So how should we? How should we interact if we believe he's real? Just essentially ignore him? Well, or? I mean, you can see. Well, I, uh, you have. I mean, if you belong to if you follow Christ, he's, he's going to be a I've heard the exact. See, no, okay, no, no, no. Okay, wait a second. He is also going to attack you, but I was say, I heard the opposite. Actually, I mean, the tradition is always with the, the fathers in the desert is that the devils would attack him like crazy. The closer you get to him, you will get attacked by him. But the more he wants to take him away, or you're the he. If they used to say, if he's attacking you, you're doing something right. And so, but you have more. But you have more protection. Power. Yeah, uh, I think I don't know who it was. Uh, Cyprian. He says when I receive communion, he says that he will never, he will never enter entrance that has uh, God's blood. So know that he exists, but focus on at just actually. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, if you're you know, dealing with him, and it can be physical. You're really at a stage that you can handle. God would not allow that. Okay, so that's however, if. You just, ru- I mean, Paul says they're just rushing to perdition. You know, he handed them over to Satan, meaning they're already, okay, he's got them. Now, see, this you know, is, I, was, I had, um, it's interesting growing up in different traditions right. of the church. I remember there was someone who came to, a, I was going to a, a church for a very short time, but it was incredibly um, charismatic. Yes. And so uh, all this is very real in this tradition, the charismatic tradition, all, every, the spirit world is real, the devil's real, the angel's real, you know, people lie on the floor convulsing and, and whatever it might be. And this is not to make fun of, I'm just saying this is what happens within that uh, tradition. I remember there was a guy who came and he was on stage talking about the devil and he was selling shirts uh, that says, kill the devil. Um, pretty, pretty smart actually <laughs> to a bunch of high school kids. Yeah. Um, but, and I remember this, and I remember that he show an image of St. Michael and he, <laughs> and he said, he was, he was on stage and he said, well, I nightly talk to the devil and say, I'm going to, you know, change <laughs> your bottom and I'm going to beat you up. You better back off in my, in my head. Yeah. I don't, in my <laughs> yes. head, I'm going, well, okay. So let's, let's assume the devil's real. Why, why would you pay attention to him when you have literally the creator of the universe at your disposal, wouldn't that be the attention okay. you should be giving? There's a, there's a line in the um, 2003 or 2004 um, um, movie Luther where um, Martin Luther's uh, a priest is, is telling, because Luther's are arguing with the devil, really? bringing up a Luther in front of a Catholic. That's <laughs> really <laughs> what the It was the it, priest. Yeah, the priest said to him, it's like, don't, it's just, it's like, you know, I advise you not to argue with the devil. He has many thousands of years more of practice. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. I stare into the abyss, but the abyss stares back into you. So it's like, why don't you just leave, leave the devil to, like, God? <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, Augustine said, he said, people will say, I mean, Christ died to find out the devil. And I guess he's running around. No, he's not. He's bound up. He said, like a rabid dog. He says, only the idiots who go up to the dog get bit. Oh, that's very great. Oh, I like that. Christians are sensible enough to walk around him. So he said, if you, but if you know, this, and the dog has to about obey the commandments oh. in your own uh, life, you know, when you're going down, you know, if you, if sure. you have a moral education and, and it's when you're walking up to the dog and do yeah. you need, do you need convulsing? 
you know when when you're you're tempted by the devil to get angry about something or to blow your top at something, you know, or I, I don't know, do a line of coke or something. You know? <laughs> but I mean, devil's in the coke. Like, you know, you we could. I think we could all talk about. We know where there's moments of temptation. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. can feel it. Now we have the Saint Michael prayer. All right. We, uh, the Catholic, we, we do like before, to share. Was put in, I've mentioned because we're life. not Catholics. I we can take some of Catholic stuff as life. Well. 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 And Leo, Pope Leo XIII at the beginning of the, the 20th century heard Satan say to God, well, the 20th will be mine or something like that. And so he developed the same Michael prayer, which I, and that became, that was used at the end of uh, mass. What is the St. Michael? Uh, until the 60s, of course. So uh, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be thou our, defen our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, through the power of God, thrust into hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking their own souls. Wow, so, okay. I went right here. I think that's honestly a perfect place to start wrapping up. Yeah. But one last word I'm gonna say is, so it looks like, and I'm still, leave the verdict still out for me. I'm sorry sure. to be that guy in the middle, but this is actually very illuminating the way you talked about the context of the devil looks to be like, speak about him like a person. That's interesting. I'll have to wrestle with that. But let's say he's real. I'd say what we learned today is, okay, the devil might be real. Focus on God. Exactly. And yes. with that, we're going to move into blesses, blesses and, and curses. curses. Well, this is very exciting because we get to talk about blessings and curses. We say, okay, let's say, you know, the devil is real. Then also he makes his way into a lot of our mythology and yes. art and stuff like that. And so we get to say, like, give our blessings and curses for like how he's portrayed in various forms of media and art yeah. and literature and stuff like that. So this is really fun. cool. So dude, who wants to start? Uh, Louis, do you like to go first? I should end because I want to wrap it up. So same Michael wasn't the way to wrap it up. But I will, okay, so we'll, we'll let's, you can start your own podcast. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I will, because we didn't mention one thing. Oh, wait, cool. Okay, cool. So we'll, 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 we'll do that. Yeah, well, exactly. We'll listen. Best for last. Uh, how about you? Um, okay, I will go. I'm going to bless. Uh, my bless is an old movie and book. And by old, I mean, you know, like not that many decades. Um, <laughs> but it's by Stephen King. It's called Needful Things. And this is kind of an obscure book and movie that not many people have seen, but it had Ed Harris in it. Um, mm. It's actually, I, I really enjoyed it. Maybe I just enjoyed it because of the subject matter. But regardless of how you see the devil, either physical or metaphorical, whatever it is, it's a great picture of, to me, how the quote-unquote devil appears to us. Mm. Uh, Needful Things is about this, this guy, quote-unquote the devil, who shows up in this little town and he starts, it has this thrift store and all the people of the town, when they enter, they find the thing they most want or the answer to the problem yeah. they, they most have, whatever it might be. The thing is, if they take this thing, it has a, um, a hidden cost. Yeah. Yes. So there's a cost. A to it. Idea. Yeah, exactly. So it has this hidden cost to it, but I think it's an interesting look at the devil because he's not wearing horns he's not red which i think you'd agree which a lot of yeah. the, the image we have from is from literature like uh Dante or, or that helps but yeah. he's but he's not portrayed as that and i don't think often he is portrayed uh to us in our personal lives as this big monster with a pitchfork who is in fire look, looking like the balrog instead he's yeah. portrayed as a gentle man who has a store um and he's very welcoming and the biggest thing to me is that He's portrayed as someone who offers you what you most want. Yeah. And I think, if, metaphorical or not, what the devil does is he offers us the things we think we most want. And you can look at the psychology. Yeah. You can look whatever you want to. And you see that humans tend towards the things we need and want, but be that because of how you're raised or what you've been through or just because you're a human in the human condition. 
I love this picture of the devil because I think he doesn't come to us like this evil monster. He comes to us as someone who says, I have something you want or need and you can have it. And what we never realize is the cost of taking yeah. it from him. And so I think it's a really great picture of that. And this is a really fun, scary movie. And I love scary movies and it is Halloween. So I had to do a horror movie. Yes. Um, so, and then what am I going to curse? Oh, um, Ah, oh, geez. I, you know, there's so many terrible depictions of both God and the devil <laughs> in media. And um, I think the one, I don't even have anything specific, um, but maybe like South Park or something. Um, but it's the devils that are portrayed as um, sympathetic. And yeah. the ones who you look at them and it's like, you know what? He has a point. Maybe God's the truth. <laughs> and yeah. we should fall. And I think that's such a, a poor and spiritually uneducated way to see evil and sin and i think it's a way that leads to destruction um and it's not, i'm not talking about empathy i'm talking about portraying evil as good i think is wrong and yeah. where evil is just evil uh, as um, sympathetic that, yeah and i don't think i'm all in favor of empathy for people and bad choices and grace but i'm not in favor of portraying evil as like oh that's all right you yeah know, minimize yeah. there's a point there and when, when evil happens to you it's usually not as for. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, that's a good point. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to jump off on that for my curse. So the so for my bless, I'm going to have very like two, uh, two one one. Oh, first of all, I'll give a brief shout out to was um, screw tape letters by CS. Oh, I want to do that one. That yes. was mine. Okay, well I'll let you. I'll let you <laughs> do, do it. We bless the same that. thing a lot. Yes. So, like, so great, good. So I'll I'll, I'll not elaborate on that. I as have an alternate, but I, uh, yeah, good. That's a good one. But yeah, just because it's I feel it, that too. It does a really good job of saying, well, how does this temptation actually work in our lives? Mm. And if if there is a devil, this is how he would do it. Because this is what works. It's yeah. a mechanic of temptation. And so it's like, okay, this is how he would do it because this is what works with us. Yeah. And so I also saying, I really, I think my favorite portrayal of Satan is in Paradise Lost. Ooh. Yeah, you know, yeah, super sophisticated. Real I choose a movie. Paradise Lost. From the, from the something century. No. Um, Thank you. Uh, that that century. Um, but what I really liked about it is that he he does make the devil relatable. But when I read it, what was so impactful to me is I when I saw the devil being relatable, well, I didn't see that as a way of making the devil seem better. I saw it as a way of making me seem worse. There's there's an incredible moment in Paradise Lost where the devil is come to earth after he's been sent to hell in order to uh, tempt man mankind and he sees um the garden of eden and this world and it's been so long since he's seen something that god's created that's not been hell he's sort of struck uh, by the beauty of it and it reminds him of how beautiful paradise was and he said and he wishes that he could go back and he says a phrase that i've never forgotten which is even now i would go back if i could go on my feet and not on my knees and i realized mm -hmm. like that is what will make me exactly like the devil is if i'm not willing to actually humble myself and apologize, admit I'm wrong. You you approach God on your terms. Exactly. exactly. If I try to approach and God, he, he was talking about pride. But Milton is also, I mean, finish your saying. Milton's yeah. idea. This was a Protestant understanding of being an individual against any other kind of authority, no matter what the authority is. Sure. So, but still, Milton, Satan, still, or Lucifer, I think leads into the sympathy for the devil. I that's kind of where I lean. I agree that it makes it more relatable and looks like us, and I do love that quote. But there is, and I'm not, I'm not an aficionado at all. It does seem 
the devil's between rather sympathetic ones. And perhaps you're right, but it's like when I read it, that's not how I saw it. I thought it was you know, the best. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think he, it's masterpiece in that sense, but yeah. Uh, but I think that that led to it. Whereas you have something with Tolkien's story, Lord of the Rings, his cosmology is there is no sympathy for the devil. No, you know what? Yeah, there's sympathy for Gollum, not the devil. There's sympathy for Gollum. Yes, but he's seen as someone who's yes, corrupted, drug, yeah, but yeah. corrupted. But you, that's why I always say he, that's why Tolkien stands out from everyone. Maybe you could have sympathy for Voldemort. I don't think that that's as. What about the White Witch? She was pretty bad. That's also a little more. Oh, <laughs> don't you okay. get on But it. still, people would want to dress as the White Witch. You know? Oh, so you're No one will ever wants interesting. to okay. Sauron. Well, I couldn't dress up for Sauron because still, I don't even, like an eye, but. even yeah. any, but you, if you read that book, I remember thinking there's nothing attractive. That, and, and, and actually, his idea of evil is very palpable. Yes. So now I, I'll, before we get to yours, um, I have a couple of curses. So I'm going to curse the film and the TV show. I'm going to curse um, Devil's Advocate, the film starring Al Pacino. Oh, it's awful. Just because, I mean, the only good thing about it is just watching Al Pacino cut up the room. Yeah! That's only like five seconds of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's, both, it's both boring and salacious, where it's like they want you to feel enticed by how cool like the sexy evil is, but also spread out by a lot of boring Keanu Reeves staring at the room. Right. So it's both boring and it's... You know, it's both boring and it's inciting you to kind of enjoy the evil. So that's why. Okay. So that's why. I no, I guess I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna curse. I had struggled with this. I'm gonna curse the TV show Lucifer because that was a story that was again. It was it's it was sympathy for the devil. There's a lot of really interesting theological stuff in it that I like actually very much like. But it does fall into the thing of you know basically saying the devil is sort of an angsty kind of teen rebelling against his dad, God. And, and he has a point. And he has a point. Yeah, God was actually kind of a jerk. Yeah. And, so it's like, and, and the thing is, I think this is the thing is that our modern world, we can't actually conceive of the fact that somebody would do evil without a good reason. Uh, and I think that that's a wrong thing to do. Now, obviously, most people have some good reasons for being evil, but it is possible to actually there to be good and for you to say, no, actually, I'm going to choose evil anyway. Yeah, and I think that that's a very harmful message. And also just the fact that if the devil is real, then just imagine like making a sympathetic TV show about Hitler or yeah. like, you know, or Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's like, no, like at a certain point, you don't get to have a redemption arc. A sexy, a sexy, yeah. like, you know, yeah, private eye. I want to justify what's maybe considered sins. Right. Probably sins of the flesh, not mass murder. And that's the thing is most of what he does yeah. is sins of the sins flesh. Of the and so that's, that's the thing is they want to Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's an excellent point. So that's, and they want to, they want to be able to reconcile that and say, we're not so bad. That's the thing is unlike sort of Paradise Lost, which says, actually, I'm really so bad. They want to say, eh, it's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And even kind of fun and sexy. Even kind of fun and sexy. Yes. You, Maybe immature, but still like, yeah. you know. Because you're, um, uh, what you said is, well, the, that's why the devil will be the personification of evil. It's not, we don't say human beings, you are evil or you are the devil. Right. Their choices. Oh, oh that's okay. His, that's okay. okay. His nature is evil from his choice because he's sure. eternal. But you don't say your entire nature is evil because no one, even Hitler, does that is Thomas Aquinas, no one ever performs evil for its own sake. You sure. perform a perceived good. Okay. So, so what would be your uh, blessing? Well, your blessing pretty much the same, but uh, I, I was going to say screw tape letters, of course, mm -hmm. but you already did. But, but the thing from screw tape letters is what you were saying about is, is what Jesus is saying. It's metaphor, it's just, that is the line where he's talking about 
tells Wormwood, um, Wormwood tells, uh, uh, wait, who's the, who's the, uh, Screwtape, Screwtape, yeah, Wormwood tells Screwtape, the biggest success is convincing them we don't exist. Yes, sure, yes. Yes. the so, devil's biggest success yes. in the world is convincing the world we don't exist. exist. So therefore, everything else you just said, everything <laughs> else that was said, uh, well, maybe it's just, Indigestion, or maybe it's sure, sure, sure. Or maybe not taking it's, you know, not taking evil seriously as evil. Right. I, I'm yeah. still on the fence, everyone. But sure, for whereas sure. but that idea for things like you're saying, like usually there's the sensual, like evil's so attractive and all that, sure, sure. all the sensual things. But for any Christian, it's not because any Christian, like any Christian, true Christian who go well, anyone who's who is who is tuned in or who is following Christ, okay, that's anyone who goes into that shop is yeah, going to yeah. know there's something wrong with this guy. Yeah. Meaningful things. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens. You talk about the saints, they get attacked, but they recognize him. Right, right. The thing is that they know who he is. So when uh, St. Martin dies, he sees him, he says, you're not going to get me. You're not going to get wait, me. Wait, tell him one about, I think it was um, uh, Therese, and she had a good one-liner towards Satan with an apple or uh, something. Teresa of Avila, the great Teresa, not Teresa of the Sioux. She's, she's the, um, from the 16th century. She was on, you want me to tell that one? Yes, so she was on the toilet, toilet eating an apple and Satan tempted and, and praying and saying, Who, how do you read your prayers while you're, you're on the, the toilet? And she said, the prayers are for God, the apple's for me, and what I lead here is for you. <laughs> and, and so all the saints had great ones. So my, my, That's they weren't afraid of it. Right? They weren't afraid of it. Right. Mm. So one of my friends, Rich Ferris, said, I have no problem. I stick to Jesus. I'm not worried about that. Very cool. That's so, a great so, But my blessing would be things like the screw tip letters or things like, um, you mentioned Paradise Lost, but these great portrayals, I think, help us to understand better. I mean, it's funny because in Dante, the devil doesn't speak. He's just three heads. Sure. He's a big three-headed beast and he chews on just his precious. Yeah, he's at the bottom of hell in case the nice. Uh, but yet that gives us the idea of hell sure. and all that. But um, curse, the curse, yeah. The the bus would be something like Faust, you know, Faust. Oh, okay, sure. Is Faust, which also Mephistopheles would be Mephisto comes from that. So all of that, although that's a, not necessarily one hundred percent Christian, the curse would be how all of those classic things like Faust, which is which are of several operas, are now modernly portrayed, which links in with all ah, yes. most of the old traditional productions of Faust show the devil as a malignant force. Now. All the new ones, uh, he's usually bored. Because he's not bored or sexy. Yeah, oh, not even sexy. He's just bored. You know, uh, mm, I mean, powerless. powerless. Like, As what? Shaw said, the devil gets all the best tunes, you know, but uh, not powerless, just he doesn't exist. It's silly. Oh, uh, interesting. So oh, it goes yeah. with your bless with Lewis. Yeah, so the curse is what you guys are saying. It's, it's a sympathy for the devil, but it's just silly because he doesn't exist. Okay, very cool. All right, cool. All right, well. Um, I guess that's thing. Well, I, I like that final thing. It's like, you know, it's, you know, the prayers are for God. The apple is for me. What I'm leaving behind is for you. So good. That is the best way to treat the devil. Yeah. So as you, yeah. So keep, stay in your prayers, leave him behind in the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. All right, cool. Well, so thank you very much, everyone joining. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Uh, if do you, you want people to reach out to you, if people want to reach out to you, do you have anything to do with Oh, well, in fact, we have well, when is this coming? Wait, say, say the website again. Carmelcommunications.com. Well, uh, this is coming out in like a couple of weeks. Like maybe next week. Okay, October 20, at the end of October is the movie Purgatory. Oh. Which is, in fact, similar to all this, which was a Polish doctor drama, which will be in cinemas all over the country. Go to purgatorythemovie.com or Fathom Events, and you can see it as it's a Ooh, event. It's a, what's, what's it up? 
it is about purgatory. purgatory. Oh, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> well done. Well done. About mystics who have had visions of yeah, the sort of history yeah, of the air kind of for Halloween. Oh, that's cool. And that's awesome. about you know the afterlife and then the teaching of the Catholic Church on birds. Oh, that, that's fascinating. Uh, I'd be interested in going to oh, see that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I will also plug studio316.com, which is a new uh, children's show for kids uh, in age seven to twelve. Very cool. cool. Very cool. Okay, so uh, if you have anything to plug or want to, uh, people where people can find I'm you. A, I'm plug me uh, <laughs> so go to nathanclarkson.me or search my name nathan clarkson on any of the socials uh you can also read my books so search my name on amazon fantastic and if you want to get with me i'm also on all the socials the facebook the twitters the instagrams and you can find me at justholmestudios.com well thank you very much everyone for joining and remember if it's worth thinking about it's worth overthinking about